Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, March 4th, 4th, 2023, and this is day 1809 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you, we honor you and praise you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you so much, my Lord, for allowing us to go forth this beautiful day to fulfill the purpose you've given us. Help us, Father, to look at every single opportunity to share your love with others. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask my Lord that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is artificial flavoring. Yep, that fake stuff. (laughs) Artificial flavoring. I mean, you know, most times it It's similar, right? But you can tell when it's not real if you're used to using flavorings. Um, But we're going to go a little deeper into fake and false teaching today. We're coming out of 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And Peter just really lays it out for us uh, and helping us to understand how to distinguish distinguish between false teachers and uh, what will come of them. So it said, he says, but there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. So when people do these things, you know, they're really ruining themselves. You don't you don't go against God like that and pretend to be something that you're not. Uh, he will definitely, uh, you will definitely face destruction. Verse two says, many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, These teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, If he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, 
then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. And that day of judgment will take place um, at the uh, final judgment and uh, the great white throne judgment. And and it is not uh, going to be pretty. Uh, it's going to be those that go before the Lord at that time uh, will be thrown into hell. And then that's in Revelation, in the book of Revelation. Uh, there will be the judgment seat of Christ where believers, when we are caught up to be with the Lord, we will have to go and stand before Jesus to let him to answer for what we've done with what God blessed us with, with the gifts and talents. And there will be crowns, uh, whether they are physical crowns or are um, a, a way of elevation. Don't know, but the Bible speaks of the crowns that we can receive. There's five different ones and how, you know, we will be put in charge of different cities based upon what we've done. You'll make it in. And, you know, if you're in heaven, you're there with the Lord. That's awesome. But there are also going to be other levels there of, you know, um, people that will be or groups or people over different cities. So it's 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 real. And we need to be ready for what is coming down the pipeline. And we need to be discerning to know the difference between the teachers and preachers of God and those fake and false teachers. Point number one. As a person who enjoys cooking and baking, and I, and I don't I don't have the time as I, I used to, but I really enjoyed that and I <laughs> made a living at it for a long time. And even as a girl around twelve years old, I I baked and sold things. I was an entrepreneur at a young age, didn't know the word entrepreneur back then, but <laughs> that's what I did. Uh, so being someone that enjoys cooking and baking, it is extremely important to me that I use pure, non-artificial flavoring. <laughs> it makes such a difference that you can even taste it. The same goes for us believers when someone's offering that artificial mess. We can sense it. We can smell it and taste it from a mile away. We can even see the evidence of false teachers their fruit. We will know because what they're saying or doing doesn't line up with the word of God. That's our gauge, our measuring stick, or our barometer. Even if it's slightly off, it's wrong. That's how our enemy Satan does it. He'll take one or two words out of context, which changes the whole meaning. And instead of God, it, it, it changes the whole meaning and intent of God's word. So be aware, all right, be bold and very courageous because Satan uses even those closest to us, the ones we love so much, to try to trip us up. So we must be aware and not be afraid to take a stand for what is right, to say, nah, I don't think so. I don't think that I want to be a part of that or that that doesn't line up with the word of God or or, you know, you took that out of context, you know, uh, and letting people know that. And, and, the, and it changes the whole meaning of what that passage meant. Point number two, Peter gives us 
some very clear uh, warning signs of false teachers, okay? And uh, I got this out of my commentary in my Bible, and I thought it was really good. And he says, like, the first one is um, depraved conduct. So do their lives contain or condone immoral practices? Does the group listening to the false teacher have a lot of immoral sexual relationships? And I'm not saying you're going around asking people or being nosy, <clears throat> but many cults, you know, that I've seen where they've done documentary on documentaries on these cults, they've shown that a lot of Im sexual immorality takes place. Not in all of them, but so many of them, the Jim Joneses and uh, groups like that and how <clears throat> that was the thing. And, and when you see things like that or, are you noticing it? It's something that God is allowing you to see and take heed to that. Don't take that lightly. It's time to move on. Second is greed. Teachers have a right to financial support. It teaches us that in the Bible. But is money the teacher's or group's prime motivation? Before you spend money or before you send money to any cause, evaluate it carefully. Is the teacher or preacher clearly serving God or merely promoting his or her own interest? Will the person or organization use the money to promote valid ministry or, or will it merely finance further promotions or extravagant lifestyles? So understanding that now there's nothing wrong with the pastor or teacher having nice things at all. But are they doing it solely for that reason? I remember going to a church many years ago when I first got saved and I, we were visiting another church and I remember seeing in the um, on the offering envelopes, it had on there about the pastor saying the pastor's, you know, donating to the pastor's wardrobe and things like that. And I thought, is this real? Is this a joke? <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but it was real. And the way the people were acting, they were worshiping the pastor rather than God. And, th and that's a fine line. And we need to really be aware of that. And are they promoting themselves above God? We need to notice those things. And, and then when it doesn't <clears throat> line up with the word of God, have a conversation with them, you know, with that pastor. Get an understanding. And if it does not still line up, it's time to make a move. It's time to get out of that. That's not of God. You know, taking God's glory is a major sin. And, and as we started off here in the passage with Peter talking that, you know, they're not going to go unpunished. They are going to be destroyed and we don't want to be there and in that mist. And then the, the third thing is, <clears throat> well, let me just say this. Uh, the Holy Spirit puts this on my heart. You'll see a lot of commercials even uh, being aware of that where you're sending your money. Uh, commercials of ministers uh, asking for money and you'll get there's one in particular that talks about a, a certain prayer cloth that they'll send and you know and how this prayer cloth is going to bless you to have money well the bible doesn't say anything about a prayer cloth blessing you with money you see what i'm saying if it doesn't line up with the word just move on don't dare send them anything. And when the people are speaking more about themselves 
and you don't hear them glorifying God, then there is your sign. This man's talking about a prayer cloth. He's not talking about God. God is the creator of everything. God is the one that blesses us. You know, we don't worship the the things he created. We worship him. So being aware of these false teachers that are, you know, they are becoming more and more relevant because we're in the last days and their goal is to get us off track, to keep us from being a part of the kingdom of God. The third thing is lying. Is the leader offended when you ask for the scriptural backing behind his or her statements? Does he or she fudge on the facts when asked for evidence? Believers today would do well to heed Peter's warnings against false teachers. The danger is great. And just as Peter mentioned how God did not spare Sodom and Gomorrah. He did not spare the people in the days of Noah. He did not spare those angels, those fallen angels that decided to follow after uh, Satan, you know, a third of the angels. And and there right now, uh, many of them are, those are called demons and they have, God is allowing them Uh, a certain time right now in the earth to do what they do. And they can only do what God allows, but there's coming a time when they will be uh, thrown into hell for eternity. And those of us who are believers will be with Christ for eternity. He created hell for Satan and the fallen angels, but anyone who follows after them will too go to hell. So there is no in-between. There's either heaven or hell. So remember that. And so thinking about um, teachers that talk about or preachers that talk about, you know, this middle ground, there is no such thing as a middle ground. That's why we need to read the word of God for ourselves where people will be held. There will be, you know, the final, uh, the final judgment, the final days after the tribulation you know, when that judgment time comes, there's not going to be like, okay, you're going to be here because you were semi-good and semi-bad. You're going to stay in this middle area. No, you're either going to hell or you'll be in heaven. I'll never forget um, this pastor that used to come to our church, the first church I ever attended and where I first got saved. And we had some excellent teaching. Our pastor Farina and his wife who moved from Wisconsin, as God led them, I think it was Wisconsin, and uh, led them uh, to come and uh, they were white. Well, he was Italian. She was Swedish, Swedish background. And, you know, they came and God led them to 12th in Indiana, 12th Street in Indiana (laughs) with a predominantly black and brown church. And it didn't matter the color. What mattered was the love of God and the word of God that went forth. And it was powerful. And I am so grateful that I was able to start there with such a good sound foundation. But I'll never forget this. He allowed, our pastor allowed a gentleman to come in once a year for revival for a few years and he, <clears throat> this man preached the word really, really good. And he would have you up jumping and shouting and dancing. And, you know, the word was just on point. But then at the end of his preaching, 
<clears throat> excuse me, at the end of his preaching, he would spend like another 20 or 30 minutes collecting offering. And whatever he preached that was the word of God, it just lost its flavor after that because he he went so deeply in collecting money. He would have you stand up. I want the $100 line to stand over here. Those of you that got $100, come up and stand right here. Those of you that got $50, come over here and stand over here. And $25 line. And, and I'm thinking, wow, this is insulting. This is shaming people, you know, because you may not have $100. And that's not what it's about. We're not supposed to be paying to get the word. <laughs> You're giving the offering, you're paying your tithes and you're giving an offering because it's what God would have us to do. But for someone to make a spectacle out of an offering time, uh, pay your, pay, give an offering today and, and don't pay your rent. If your rent is due, don't worry about that. Give me the money first and you'll, that rent will get paid. And I'm thinking, wow, would he do that? And I remember going through that a couple of times and thinking, I don't like this. And I, I'll tell you, our pastor, they must have had a conversation and they never invited that man back after a few years of him coming. And I was so glad because it, I was not going to go to those revivals, you know, during those times. After a couple of times of going and being a new babe in Christ, it wasn't good for us. And you know, I could tell though I knew it wasn't right. And so we need to know, we need to have on our hats of, of uh, I shouldn't say hats, but have on our spiritual discerning, uh, understanding what it is, the difference between that which is good and is evil. And don't, you don't have to sit through it. When you see these things, turn the channel or you don't have to attend or, or leave, whatever it is, because it, it'll, it'll, It'll hit your spirit in a way that like, mm, this doesn't feel right. And then it's not right. You'll know. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that's how you're going to have that discernment. The Holy Spirit gives us that discerning power. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is what it's all about. Just as Peter was talking about. The time is coming where this old world will be destroyed. And it's a matter of who's going to heaven and who is going to hell. And that is why we do this podcast. It's about building the kingdom of God. So if you accepted him today as your Savior and Lord, the angels in heaven are rejoicing because of you. Glory to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, 
JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, and peer mediation skills, along with the DIY Uh, teaching uh, people how to do small household repairs, and we also teach human and sex trafficking awareness. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.